So hey folks, welcome back to the Crazy Juicy Love Podcast, the Making Quarantine Juicy series. You know, this intention for this series is to bring a source of hope, love, insight, and laughter for people in these uncertain times. So here's Crazy Juicy Love, Making Quarantine Juicy. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Crazy Juicy Love Podcast. I am thrilled to introduce you all the way from Argentina, Mr. Fede. Yay, cheers, cheers. cheers. (laughs) Hey, how you doing? Good, I'm good. So Fede is a high-performance mentor. So, you know, tell us more about you, what you do, what does that mean, and how do you share people? Jimmy, first, thank you for having me here. It's a pleasure to be sharing this space with you, so I'm very humbly honored to be part of your show. Uh, What is to be a high-performance mentor? Maybe it's another wording, maybe fancy wording to say that I'm a life coach, but it sounds better. (laughs) (laughs) It Uh, sounds better. (laughs) Yeah, there's so many life coaches out there, so we have to reinvent ourselves. No, just kidding. A high-performance mentor means that we don't just, um, we work with the mindset of the people, right? So uh, what I try to do, uh, mainly in Latin America, but little little by little, uh, taking little steps into the United States, we're trying to change how the people is thinking and is uh, observing themselves and therefore taking action uh, from that. So high performance means that we look for goal achievers that are either high performers or they want to be high performers. Uh, I'm a mentor because I don't just talk the talk, I walk the walk. If you check on my resume, on my uh, professional uh, life story, uh, I've been working for about 15 years in all multinational companies, uh, such as some of S&P 500 or even Fortune 500 in management positions. Um, And uh, four years ago, maybe five years ago, I decided that it was about time to start working for someone else and working for myself, but making a world a better place, working with one people at a time. So my theme is making a better world, one leader at a time. Mm. And out of the blue, I start giving lectures and conferences and even a TED talk here in Argentina. Um, And it's been a very crazy, juicy, uh, uh, (laughs) crazy, juicy uh, track so far. It was very fun. You've been doing well, getting your high-end clients now. I can't complain. I can't complain. I work with some of the major uh, multinational companies such as Avinbev, Mercado Libre, which is basically Amazon for Latin America, uh, and some other companies that I cannot say their names for confidentiality because I work mainly coaching and mentoring the CEOs uh, and the board of directors and the leadership teams. Oh, cool. Awesome. Well, congratulations on all you know, the growing success, because I know I've, I think we know each other maybe a year and a half, two years and watching yeah. you grow and seeing you change. It's like really, oh, thank you, very much. you know, uh, inspiring to like have people who are in your circle are like achieving. And it's really good to see you be around those people like, oh yeah, it just gives you that fire, you know, to like yeah. keep taking action. 
Well, I mean, action, taking action is a power. I mean, knowledge is not the power. It's not the power. Action is a power. You can have, you, everyone knows how to lose, lose weight or be fit, but not everyone takes action towards like the, right. that direction. Everyone knows how to be successful, but not everyone is, is, is committed to take the action necessary to be successful. Right. So, yeah, I'm a, I'm in, I'm in man of action. Yeah, so which is part of all what we're about to talk about, giving you, you know, three tools uh, that you can utilize while you're in quarantine. And so let's just, just, just hop into it. So let's talk about your, your first tip that you came up with us for us. Sure. Uh, first tip or advice is visualize your goal. It might sound cliche. It might sound very used. Yeah, it's a very overused thing. So like... I know, but uh, I like to think that it's a classic. And classics are never out of fashion, right? Mm. So if you don't have a clear vision of where, you, where you're going to go, where you want to go, you will end up anywhere. Anywhere. Or settling for anything. Yeah, exactly. Or any type of relationship. Yeah. So if you're aiming to have a beautiful, loving, sharing relationship, visualize the type of relationship you want to be in, how you want to feel, and who you want to be in that relationship. You want to be just a giver, you want to be just a taker, or want to be working hand by hand with the love of your life. Yeah. Who you want to be, who you want to share that space, that time uh, with. And visualize very clear, not just the situation, but also the emotions, maybe the smells. And if you talk about, um, we're talking here about relationships, so you can talk about uh, if your goal may be moving to a new house, how do you want the new house to be? Where do you want it to be? How many rooms? How many bathrooms? If you want a new job, how do you like the new job to be like? How do you want to be treated by your new boss? Which kind of values do you want your new company to be, yeah. uh, to have? You know, are they sharing your values? So visualizing is a very powerful tool. Our mind has the power. I, I think we are the only species on earth that we can have, that we have imagination and creative, creativity, right? Right. As far as I know, maybe there are other species, but I don't know. Um, so... If, we, if you can imagine, you can do it. Bob Proctor always says, if you can have it here in your head, you can have it here in your yeah. hand. He, he also talks about, and this is also scientific too, that our brains are receptors. So whatever we focus on the most is what we're out to, to get. So it's like, and I remember, I think Bob Proctor said this too. It's like that whole theory around when you see a car, and you like it. First of all, there's something happening to you. You're visually, you're emotionally connecting to that thing. And you kind of like sometimes physically do something. So therefore you're like programming yourself. This is what I want. Even though you may not can afford it or see yourself having it right now. But then all of a sudden, the moment you have that emotional connection to that car, you start to see that car every where and now yeah hopefully you're working your way towards that this goes the same thing what exactly what you're talking about yeah totally i mean again we are we're we are energy right i'm not talking about mystical conversation here <laughs> we are literally we're literally literally energy we our bodies are made of of cells our cells are made of molecules and the molecules are made of atoms and the atoms are 
nothing right. else than <laughs> teeny tiny particles of energy moving really, really fast. So we are energy. And we, if we start vibrating to a certain levels, we're going to start attracting those things, situations, and people to our lives. Well, the example you just, that you just gave about oh, the car, let me tell you a story. Like five years ago, we live in Buenos Aires City in Argentina. It's the capital city of the, of the country. And the public transportation here is great. Not good. It's great. So you have buses going all around the city. The, the metro is, it works just great. You have pre-bikes all around the city if you want to do more healthy way of style. Uh, so I never had the, the, the need of having a car. About five years ago, with, with my wife, we decided that we wanted a car. I have family out town, uh, an uptown, and we decided, okay, let's stop using uh, public transportation to go visit our, our relatives, our family uptown. Let's, let's buy a car. We didn't have the money five years ago. So I was just unemployed five years ago, right before I started my coaching business. Um, and we went to the car dealership. I sat, I, I, yeah, sat, is that correct? Yeah, I sat into the car. <laughs> I put, yeah, sorry, it's not my, 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 my first language. So I put my hands on the wheel, on the steering wheel, and I smelled, you know, this, that smell of a new car? It was like, yeah, I love that smell. Oh my God, this, I, I know this is me. So we went to the sales guy. He gave us a prize. It was way above our possibilities. This was a Saturday. So on Sunday, we start doing our math. Okay, where are we going to get the money? Because we won the car. It was no longer a wish. It was uh, right now, we, we felt like spoiled little kids that want something no matter mm -hmm. what. So we won the car. How are we going to get the money? Next Monday, uh, there was a line of credit with almost zero APR. And they were asking for no prerequisites like credit history, like nothing. So you can buy cars. That was a specific government line of credit to purchase cars. And it was wow. like, how, how, what were the odds that we had this right now? I mean, I'm not saying that because we won the car, everyone in the country can now buy a car. But man, something happened here, right? As Bob Proctor would say, coincidence, not a coincidence at all. Not a coincidence. <laughs> He'll say, is your subconscious mind working yes. on your conscious mind and, and generating new, uh, how is the word in English? Uh, I'm Let's sorry. say it in Spanish. Uh, I, I, I'm thinking in English right now, so I cannot think in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> I just turned my switch on. A paradigm. So it's a new paradigm. paradigm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's your paradigm. You're changing your paradigm. What is the paradigm? It's your uh, belief system. So I'm changing my belief system. The moment I sat with my wife in the car, we knew that was our car. Uh, the next day, we were sitting on our kitchen table and we were making math because we knew that was our car. Next day, we went to the car dealership and we purchased a car. Right? The next so, day. The next day, right? Wow. Again, uh, four years ago, one of my main goals uh, when I started working by myself was, okay, I need like some kind of stage where I can communicate my message, but it has to be a large stage. And I'm not talking about like a major national conference. I'm talking big, big. Four months later, I was delivering a TED Talk for a couple thousand people 
live on the floor and a couple tens of thousands of people online. Right now, uh, companies are still calling me to to give lectures and facilitating coaching and, and mentoring programs because they see that uh, TED Talk I deliver in 2017 and we're in 2020 right now. So wow. again, my vision was I want to be on a, a big stage. I'm not looking for national. I'm looking bigger. Four months later, I was talking on a tech, on a TED, uh, on a TED talk. So it, visualizing is the very first step in order to achieve your goals. Stephen Covey in his book, Seven Habits for Successful People or su Successful Managers, says on the second habit is start with the end at the beginning. Mm -hmm. You have to know where you're going. Yeah. And, and if, you, if you can imagine, I, I always like to use the Walt Disney example. Walt Disney, as you know, I think he died in 1969, something like that. They didn't um, launch or they didn't uh, open Walt Disney World in Orlando till a few a couple of years later. By the time they do the inauguration, like the christening or the ceremony, the opening ceremony, there was Roy Disney uh, as as, uh, as uh, the leader of the company. He was uh, Walt's brother. A journalist approached him and asked him, "Hey, Roy." Isn't it, isn't it um, uh, terrible that your brother isn't here to see this coming through? And Roy responded, dude, I don't think he said dude, but let, let's pretend. He said, dude, <laughs> if you're standing here in Magic Kingdom, it's because he saw it already. He already yes. has his vision. That's why you're here. So again, tip number one, have a clear vision of where you're gonna, where you're going to go who you want to be with, or what do you want to get? What is your, your taste of success? How you want to feel? Tip number one. Then we're going to jump to tip number two. Start taking massive that's action. That's yeah, such, that's, that's such a big, you know, Tony, I, I, I've lately been doing massive action, but it's such a big thing that Tony Robbins, uh, before you go on to that, Tony Robbins always say, take massive action, take massive action. And I haven't taken his, I'm definitely going to take this course. Um, but I had a friend of mine who was in real estate. He's a real estate owner. And he took, he did Tony Robbins. And one day I saw him, he lives in my neighborhood walking down the street. And, and I never see him walk. He doesn't, he never walks. He always drives. And I was like running and I was like, what are you doing? Cause he looked kind of lost and the way he was dressed. And I was like, what are you doing? He was like, I just spoke up with my girlfriend. I fired everybody on my job. I just took massive action. I just need, I just need to like take a, <laughs> take a minute. And he rehired this whole uh, team he had a girlfriend within a month and like his company like is just doing so much better since he started just like unapologetically taking massive action. His company changed just like that. Yes, because again, knowledge is not power. Action is power. I was just saying this like half an hour ago, I was delivering a, an online lecture and I was saying knowledge is not, is not power. Action is power. How many people you know there is really bright like super intelligent it's, it's almost a yeah it's almost a cliche it's almost a cliche how many people are graduating from college with master's degree and everything and still doing a boring job because they don't have the guts 
to make the champ. Or as Nando, our friend Nando Rodriguez will say, they have a huge imposter syndrome above their heads. Yeah. They just not taking action. Right. And I, I was there. I mean, I, it's not like I born like um, super bright and knowing that you had to take massive action. I was there. I was uh, dealing with imposter syndrome long for a long time. I needed a wake-up call in 2000, I think it was 14. They fired me from a company. It was the first time ever in my life that I was getting fired. And I was like, they're firing me? <laughs> I, was a, I was a freaking level manager. How did how they dare firing me? I was delivering results. They were just restructuring the company. So there was nothing I can do about it. And I was, okay, now what, what should I do? Should I work again for another company? Or should I start my own business? So I took massive action. So for a whole year, and I promise this is absolutely true, my total earnings were $500. I didn't have enough it's, to pay for the... It's yeah, it's already like, you, 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 your wife must have like, loves you. Yeah, it's a crazy <laughs> juicy love. Oh my God, $500 for the whole year? Whole year, whole year, but again... We, she is such a support. She was all the way through and through with this project. So it's like, Fede, this, we're doing this together. You're on your 30s. So I was just th turning 30. We don't have kids. We live midtown. Uh, we don't have any major debts. If we're going to go bankruptcy, this is now or never. So wow. let's give it a try. She has a really great job with a really great role in a really great company. So I know I will, I, we will always have food on the table and a roof on our heads. Um, but it was a crazy year full of learnings. And there were some days where I didn't want to leave my bed. I I'm felt sure like... Because that's my first thought, uh, especially because men tend to, at least for me too, when you don't have that thing to hold on to. You, you can easily go down this spiral because one of the number one things that when for mental health with men commit suicide, is like when they get fired from a job like that, they believe that I am this job and without this job, I am nothing. And so yeah. they go for this mental breakdown and a lot of men commit suicide because they don't know themselves outside of that job. So I'm just curious, I know we're going off a little not really but how did you what was the emotions and thoughts you were going through and how i'm sure it's probably massive action but yeah. uh how did you no, pull yourself out of that i couldn't take massive action i didn't have the energy i'm sure yeah so i was uh, maybe i went out I, I get off the bed just to play with my playstation or to take the dog out or maybe to make a couple of calls and because I didn't get any results, I would just get back to bed. And like 15 minutes before my wife get back home, I just jump, take a shower and look decent to pretend <laughs> I, I was doing great and, and have the, the, the dinner ready because in our society, because we have to be machos, right? Yeah. Even more in South America where machism is so huge, we have to... We, we have Argentina. to... Yeah. No, they're they're worst countries. Believe me. Well, I know, and the reason why I'm saying that, you know, in um, Aziz Ansari book, he they did a study in Argentina was, although he didn't do the whole country, but he talked a lot about Argentina, and they were showing one of the studies with the women. They were talking about the men 
in Argentina how aggressive and macho a lot of the men in oh, yeah. um, Argentina are. So I didn't have the tools, emotional tools to to get out of bed. I really uh, have you ever heard Mel Robbins talk about the time the five she was second rule. Yeah, five second rule. She was lying in the bed. She was uh, watching this NASA rocket launching five, four, three, two, one. Okay, I wish I had read that book back then because that would be a huge beautiful simple way to get off bed and i couldn't so that's why i uh, i i transitioned to tip number three i partner with a coach mm. so i know I, I have i had degrees i have work experience i have built a beautiful network of connections i know i was very smart not as smart as maybe other people but i like to <laughs> pretend i'm very smart very humbly i'm saying this very humbly believe me uh but i know it's not I, it's not that i was not getting clients because i was stupid i didn't know how to because i never had to go and get clients so i partnered with a coach i was start looking for online for for some i started looking for a shrink to be honest and then when you're you know there is a algorithm in in internet when you're looking for certain keywords the the, the ads are starting to aim in you like yeah. With older gans, yeah, okay. So I was looking for tools to be out of bed, like to start how to stop procrastinating, and I came up with this coach. He was a beautiful soul, um, uh, and just maybe in in uh, by the second session, the second conversation we had, I was already up to my feet. I was grooming my beer again. Look how beautiful I am. <laughs> <laughs> and I was starting looking for clients in a very, not aggressive, but taking massive action. And one of the first things I learned from him was, it doesn't, it doesn't matter how you do it. Just do, do it. Do it, yeah. The how will be solved automatically once you start putting yourself in motion. Yeah. If you, whenever you stop innovating, whenever you stop creating and evolving, you're going to die. Uh, Bob Iger says this on his book, The Ride of a Lifetime. For those who doesn't know Bob Iger, he's the CEO of the Walt Disney Company for the past 15 years. And he says, if you stop innovating, you'll die. Yeah. And when you have your own personal brand, like I did back then, now I own a couple of companies. But back then it was me and myself against the world. Uh, I had to evolve and innovate. It was not longer me doing nine to five. I had to improve certain skills that I had. I had their uh, sleeping inside of me uh, and unleash the power within, as Tony Robbins says. And actually, a couple of years ago, I went to New York to take the Tony Robbins UPW uh, course, and it was amazing. I, I I couldn't believe I was walking through hot coals, uh, burning coals. Uh, for about, I don't know how many feet were there. It was crazy. And that's a beautiful metaphor about if you can do that with the right state of mind, with the right mindset, you can walk through a carpet full of hot coals. You can do anything with the right mindset. And that's what I, I'm doing right now. I'm working with people to work on their mindset to achieve any goals they want to achieve. Mm. Because if you start working on your subconscious mind, I'm sorry about my English again, uh, you're working with all the programs. Imagine your head or your, your mind is like a computer and you have your operating system is Windows 3.1 3. because it was the one that your parents 
installed <laughs> and you're still you're still running into that operating system okay and now we have windows 10 we have ios we have even chromebooks and we have i don't know what else is out there you can upgrade yourself to whatever you want you can customize your thoughts you have to be self-aware of who you are like really self-aware what are your pros where are your cons and start working towards improving yourself every day one step at a time we over uh, we start to think that we can achieve so much in a year, but we underestimate what we can do in 10 years. We want fast solutions, but we're not committed to, to the ethics of giving small steps every day. And that's important of partnering with a coach or with a mentor, or it happen to be even a professional coach or professional mentor. Maybe it can be a, a, a coworker, a friend, a sibling, someone within your closest network that could be co-responsible with you to achieving your goals, that could, will support you. But remember, your goals have to be huge. Your goals have to be so big that you might be embarrassed telling this to your wife, to your kids, to your friends, because you're going to think you're crazy. If I tell you right now what are my goals for this year, you'll say, what? So my goal for this year yeah, this I don't know if you, is to get to, to, to make 10,000, uh, 10, I'm sorry, 10 million US dollars. That's for the Argentine wow. economy. I know, even for U.S. economy, for uh, for entrepreneurs like yourself, it sounds huge. And even for my own reality, uh, sounds like a big number. My vision is so clear that when I say $10 million, it's, it's already done. It's through yeah. and through. It's already done. It's not even a concern. It doesn't matter how I'm going to get there. I know I'm going to get there. I'm taking massive action towards that direction. Yeah, it's like, I'm, I'm almost like, when I say my goal, like my goal is the first, like we my first six figures this year, even though I have no idea how does that happen, I end up like, you know, hiring a coach and all of a sudden I created a, a coaching program for men. I'm like, oh my God, like now I'm going to like, because I've been, I know it was in me and then I just needed some, I don't know, a coach basically to, to pull it out or be in a community that people are creating and that, and it just like came out and all of a sudden, like something clicked in my brain, like I can't stop yeah. creating. And even, and I was going to say this, as I was listening to you, it re- reminded me of one, not only my coach said this, but a guy who I had on my podcast was a millionaire and they both said the exact same thing, but different um, elements. And my friend, he said, just leap and grow your wings on the way down. Yes. And my coach says, just jump and build your plane around you. And it's, and it's scary, like, to be honest with you, but, you know, and I always ask myself this question um, when I'm feeling stuck. Is I say, do you want to be in the same place next year? Yeah, totally. And when I asked myself that question, I was like, hell no. Then that makes me take, I start taking action. I start asking questions. I start doing all these things in order to to like wake my butt up like let's let's go let's do this yeah shake your ass that's what my friend joseph mclennan the third will say shake your ass show your attitude yeah (laughs) i love Show your attitude yeah totally so uh right now i'm working with uh i i've even though I'm a high-performance mentor, I'm a coach, an executive coach, I work with uh, very 
uh, how you say in English, but with uh, with celebrities, with very uh, with CEOs, directors of companies, with like very high profile individuals. I still I still work with with a coach. Not just one. I have two coaches. One of them is a beautiful soul. His name is Andres Arango. He's from Colombia, but he lives in the United States. I met him in Miami. And the, very, the very first thing that he told me when we were creating my goals, he told me, what are your goals for this year? And again, whenever you are in a comfort zone, you settle, right? So I know what, are, what my comfort zone is for the last couple of years. I've been growing my business steadily. And he said, okay, what is your goal for this year? So I told him my goal for this year. And he said, okay, why is that your goal? So my goal was growing 25% on the BLE. So why is that your goal? I said, because that's what I grew last year, 25%. Okay. That's not inspiring. That's not <laughs> a big goal. You know how to do it. So think bigger. Okay, then grow 35%. He asked me, do you think you can get 35% growing? I said, yeah, if I work my butt off, yeah. He said, okay, that's not big enough. That's not inspiring. If you think you can get it, why will you jump out of your bed like a rocket in your butt? You won't because yeah. you know you can get it. You will just build a team like you did. You will build processes like you did and you'll get the 35% extra cash. Yeah. Think bigger. I yeah. say, okay, $10 million. He asked me, is that inspiring for you? I said, hell yeah. Okay. He, he, and then he asked me, if you could, uh, if you could do anything, what would you do? If you can have as many vacations as you like per year, how many vacations will you take? I say at least once a month. And he asked me, and that was a really great question. Will you take vacations once a month? I'll say, well, I don't know if vacations. I'll take in January. I'll go to I don't know Amsterdam to take a training course in blah blah blah, and then walk around the city. In February, I'll maybe I'll go to I don't know Aspen and take a ski lesson, and then go to this seminar. On March, I'll go to this other seminar, and and he say, okay, then you're not taking vacation. I say because I just can't you're think working. about yeah, I can't think about vacations anymore without thinking about working. I think the last time I took proper vacations were last year in August. Uh, you you know the story, but maybe maybe no. I'm pretty sure no one else who's listening to this know this story. But my mom is very very sick, and last year in August I took my two of my brothers for a trip to the United States. We went to a wedding upstate New York, and then we went to Disney World, which is like my my happy place. Uh, because we needed to disconnect with the, our family reality, right? We need to unplug our brains from all the stress and chaos that our, our family is right now because my mom's health. That was the last time, or oh, the first time in many years, where I took, pro maybe since 2015. So on the past five years, I only took proper vacations two times. The rest of the times, every time I went to the United States or Europe or whenever I went, was taking a training either in the Disney Institute or with Tony Robbins or a seminar with Bob Proctor or whatever reason it was, and then add a couple of days to walk around the city. But I don't, I don't think I could ever take proper vacations anymore for a while because my mind is all, all the time thinking, okay, this is my goal. I need to move forward to this goal. If I'm just staying still, I'm going to die. What is the next? I'm still gaining new tools, new skills, new abilities, new competencies. What else? Who should I be to deserve $10 million? 
Right. Who is the person who's making $10 million right now? What are the skills that they have? Okay, walk the walk. Don't just talk the talk. And that's what I'm doing. Awesome. I mean, okay. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like thinking, like, it's literally I have this book here with like the goals that I have. And I'm like looking at all the little actions that I take. And I'm like, I carry it around the house with me now. And it's like, just keep, just keep taking action. And, and the thing about action is that, you know, what I've learned by also keeping this, because it started to happen, um, and we're going to wrap up, uh, that I would get upset when I didn't achieve or accomplish or finish a lot of goals I should have accomplished in that one day. And I was just like, well, wait, like, I did complete, like, these things, even though some of them take more time than other especially like I'm learning a lot of things about YouTube and things like that, um, especially how to create uh, effective titles, which takes, which is a skill. And I'm like, well, you're learning a skill. Like, so learning how not to be hard on yourself um, with the few goals that you do achieve, like you took action and that's all that matters. It's one more step that you took more than today that you did yesterday or last week or last year. Yeah, totally. And, you have to give you 100% every time. So yeah. let me give you towards, I mean, on this same page. Imagine you are USI in Bolt. Do, do you know Bolt, the runner? Yeah. He's okay. He's the fastest guy on earth. Okay. He trained every single day for four years to run a four second sprint, right? He trained yeah. every day for four seconds. Now imagine this. The Olympics, 2020 Olympics, Olympics in Tokyo. They're not going to be, so we can just imagine. I'm play, <laughs> that was, they canceled and, that. <laughs> yeah, and play out with me. The night before, he goes out drinking with a female running team from Sweden, and he got a little drunk, and the next day, he ends up second. How will he feel? Shitty. That actually yeah. happened to some people I know in high school. They oh. went out, drank, and then they didn't even place because right. they were just they were just being that assholes. Yeah, but but imagine getting second is not bad, but he will feel shitty, like the worst human being in the world because he didn't give hundred percent the night before. He should be focusing on the on the on the race, and he was pouring out. Now, imagine you're from Homer, Alaska, teeny tiny town in Alaska, and because of the odds of time and, and space, you end up on the Olympics because no one else was on your category in the US, all right? And you end up 14th on the same race. But you train every day. You did whatever you had to do. The, the night before you were focusing, how would you feel if you end up 14 and you were from Homer, Alaska, and you get to the Olympics, I don't know, because of luck. How do you feel? I think I feel great. Great. Not just great. You will feel on fire, man. You end up 14. Right. You were nobody from a teeny town, from small town teeny USA. Yeah. And no one knew you before. You had no professional expertise in running. And because of some matter of luck, you end up there and you end up 14. You feel great because you gave 100%. Yeah. So if you have your goals every day and you didn't get all your goals done, but you did 100%, you gave yourself 100%, there's no way you can feel bad about yourself because right. you give it all. You play it all out. You're taking massive action. Yeah. And well, 
Thank you so much for all that. It's my um, pleasure. Before we go, um, what are you learning about yourself, life, and love doing this, you know, coronavirus pandemic? Like, what are you? What is this teaching you about you? What have you learned about you? Ooh, uh, it's so much that I'm learning give me right now thing. in Argentina. Yeah, no, no. For the first, <laughs> for the last, for the last month, we've been in in, uh, in mandatory lockdown in the whole country. So we are 21st time with my wife, just going out once a week to buy groceries. And uh, I learned so much about love and relationships. And the one thing that I learned the most, I really knew it, but it's just, it was just a major confirmation, is uh, passion is about short term. It's about physics. It's about, you know, uh, it's about attraction. But love and relationships, it's about to compromise it's about to compromise. Right now, we live in a beautiful apartment in Midtown, Buenos Aires, but it's a small apartment. And we both work with people. We all both permanently with conference calls and, and with meetings. And we have to learn how to be around uh, in, in the house. And because we were spending so much time together, every emotion is getting magnified. Mm-hmm. And you need to learn how to compromise because... When you're in a loving relationship, it's about giving, not taking. So that is my uh, my biggest uh, learning point right now. Great. Thank you so much. And where can people find you online? So they can find me in Fede Fernandez Olivero, which we'll be reading, I guess, on the notes of the podcast. Yes. <laughs> because I can spell it. I'm, I'm a spelling bee, but... Uh, it will be faster if you just look out in the comments. Uh, <laughs> everywhere you'll find me as Fede Fernandez Olivero, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, or even in my webpage, FedeFernandezOlivero.com. Everyone who's listening this this podcast will get a free high-performance mentoring call, absolutely free. Just uh, tell me, uh, shoot me an email or a message saying, I just listened to you on, on Jimmy's uh, Crazy Juicy Love podcast, and I want to talk about... And you get a free coaching session with me. Uh, thank you so much. And I'm sure people much appreciate it. I really appreciate you uh, doing this. And I got I got to get to know you a little bit more. Um, and uh, and I like it. And I like what you're giving and bringing to the table. Like you're really bringing a lot of good stuff to the table. Man, we are in a world that is collapsing because people are leaving. Uh, I, I I like to say people is having the back to the future syndrome because everyone is thinking so much about the future and getting anxious and so much about the past and getting depressed. And it's like a saw, chick, chack, chick, chack, chick, chack. Dude, stop for a moment. Start thinking about the present. Start living in yeah. gratitude. Yeah. Gratitude. Yeah. All right, man. Thank you so much for being My here. Pleasure. And guys, don't forget to rate, subscribe, leave comments in the box. And um, I crazy do some up. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Crazy Juicy Love podcast. If you like this podcast, please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a comment. And if you really like this podcast, please share it. Twitter, Instagram, or on your webpage. Thank you. Crazy Juicy Love.